Happy Coruscant's the hero. His goal gets the Tigers home. They've taken down the Dolphins, 24 to 23. Welcome in West Tigers fans to another episode of the West Life Podcast. I am your host, Josh Barnett, and we are sponsored by Holman Barnes Group, which includes West Ashfield League, the best place to watch the games this weekend uh, when we take on, who we got next week? The Roosters on Saturday, and the girls have the Chooks as well, the doubleheader, isn't it, as, um, which we'll preview on Wednesday night, but reviewing a win tonight, finally reviewing a win, how good. Um, lots of happy things to say on the show tonight and one little not so happy thing that we've got to address first up, but I'll go to the boys first after I just give our socials a plug at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And there you'll find the link tree link to uh, link to everything we do, be it our YouTube channel, shouts to the uh, what have we got oh, well over half a century of you watching live right now and uh the link to the patreon.com forward slash westlife where you can sign up take part and join in the discord and hear from the three of us it's firing off talk soccer talk obviously all over the weekend with the um there's a soccer channel in there if you like to watch the uh the round ball game and all sorts of other discussions beyond footy so shout out to everyone in the discord as well and shouts to Mr. Thompson. How are you on this Monday evening following that win? How good to see a win finally. Yeah, g'day, Josh. G'day, Rob. G'day, listeners. Yeah, it was so good to be there for the doubleheader. Uh, an unfortunate loss first up and then a spectacular win with a spectacular kick after after that. I had a pretty tough week last week, as most people um, who follow me on Twitter know. But I had a very good end to the week. Obviously, I got to go to the uh, women's members, uh, the NRLW members um, open training session on Friday night. Had a blast there. Mm. The girls were very welcome and inclusive. And then, yeah, a good day at the footy overall on Saturday. And Mr. Bashara, he is back. He's um, He wasn't planning on it, but... Um... Yeah, Mr. Bashara, come back. It was a win. Well, firstly, you're here because you're celebrating a win as well. You couldn't really miss this one. And everyone's missed. Look at all the comments, everyone, how happy they are to uh, see and hear you again on the show. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Aaron. Uh, good evening, everyone. Uh, Aaron, big shout out to your dad, mate. Hope he's uh, doing well in recovery, if he's listening. Uh, Thanks, and and just a, just a quick one, guys, before I forget, because I know I will forget. Uh, to one of our favourites uh, from the Westlife podcast, Gussie Harris, 40th birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday, mate. Oh, Gussie. Hope you have a fantastic day. I wish I'd known that. I would have uploaded a song or something. Well, by the time people are listening to it, it might be his birthday today. I'm not sure, but his birthday is Tuesday. So happy birthday, Gussie. Gussie. 40, Uh, man. He doesn't look at age over 39. I'm here by popular demand. I I wasn't going to do... I was going to do one more podcast, as you know, guys, uh, later on when we did a review. But it seems like the club misses me and they needed me to come back on tonight, especially our chairman. So I'm here in person, ready and rocking to go. And to celebrate a win as we do once every three months, which is what we've been conditioned to. <laughs> we will do that in just a moment. But firstly, um, we will address it straight off the top of the show. So for those who tuned in on Wednesday, Wednesday, last Wednesday's show, August 16th, um, Rob 
the well, the, the three of us we we discussed a story that um that Rob told about Mr. Lee Hazardatelos offering Mitchell Moses to drive uh, to drive him in his Ferrari to training every day if he signed for the West Tigers. Um, we'd like to withdraw those comments and apologise to Mr. Hazardatelos for any uh, imputations, hurt, or embarrassment that we may have caused. Uh, when we did discuss this, I know that I made a joke uh, referring, um, saying, did Lee offer Chubba Chups to Moses? In, in insinuating, um, look, I, I said it insinuating that Mitchell Mo- it was like a child um, offering a lift to someone who is an adult. I was kind of insinuating that he's like a child and um, didn't take too kindly to that. Uh, so apologies from myself personally on that one. And um, Rob, I know you want to say a few words as well. Yeah, I've got to be careful how I say this, Josh. Uh, How do I say this? I just don't want to put my foot totally in my mouth here. So for the sake of you and Aaron and the podcast, I'll retract the Mitchell Moses stuff because I believe Lee Hadjapentelis is saying that he didn't say that. Uh, As for everything I say on this podcast and everything I say on my social media page, they are my opinions. I'm entitled to my opinions. I'm protected by my opinions. You cannot, I have not called Lee a mass murderer, a rapist or anything of any such nature. I have continuously bagged him for this club, which under his tenure has gone from ninth to 11th to 13th to 16th and last and to 17th and last. I'm entitled to my opinions. Everyone out there who listens can make up their own opinions. They seem to like our pod and listen to our pod quite a bit, which ironically I left and I was going to do one more show at the end of the year. But thanks to this threat of legal action, I'm back and I'm not leaving. So I'm going to continue on the course of giving it to this club because we are a club not deserving of being in 17th place. Uh, I'm not scared of any legal action. If Lee feels like he needs to take legal action, by all means, go ahead and take legal action. We saw how your legal action turned out with the Cowboys game and you had five perfectly good pieces of evidence to, to win that battle, but you gave up on that after a week. I have done nothing wrong, okay? If you want to, if you actually want to go after me for defamation, you're welcome to go after me. I'm, I'm all ears, happy to, happy to wear the cost, but eventually you'll end up wearing the cost, Lee. You continually embarrass yourself and instead of putting this out, you actually owe us an apology for where this club stands right now. You, I demand an apology, okay? You have called me a fan, a non-paying member. I've got in text you calling me a fan and that if you're not paying the club, your opinion isn't entitled. You seem to change that opinion quite a lot. I hope you're listening tonight. I welcome any challenge of legal action because you are full of shit, okay? And as for Josh and Aaron, they do not, have anything to do with my comments. I stand by my comments. They're my opinions. You are a disgrace to the West Tigers and you continually anchor us to the bottom of the ladder. I'm happy with that. Now. Thank you. In saying all that, um, obviously in terms of, and this goes for Justin Pascoe, which we've also had um, plenty of run-ins and uh, a rivalry, so to speak, with them. We don't think they're bad people like with of course not um i know they took 
like they're just hopeless at like, their job, mate. That's what they are. That's my and, opinion. And we're entitled to say that. My opinion after everything now. My opinion. My opinion. My opinion. What hmm. comes out of my mouth is my opinion. Okay. If Lee doesn't like it, tough luck. As simple as that. Defamation. Uh, what sort of lawyer is that? What sort of lawyer is that? Come and lawyer me, mate. Idiot. I'm just just to make sure that um, I'm just he, he obviously didn't like referring to. I, I said that um, that it was a creepy thing to do. He obviously doesn't type. Don't actually think he's creep. What I'm trying to say here, we don't think he's a bad person or a creep or anything. We don't think he's a bad person. We just like you said, Rob. They're not good. Him and Justin are not doing a good job. I've met Justin previously. I think he's a really nice bloke, and I think most people that have met him um, do think that. We just think that they're not doing a good job, and we've said that. I mean, if they were going to sue us for defamation for that opinion, they would have done it. Well, mate, they'd be suing uh, James a lot, a lot for sooner. that, Josh. They'd be suing yeah. James Super for that. He, I so, mean, he's bagged him out last week on the on on three sixty. I've never said Justin Pascoe is a bad person. I've said these blokes, all both of them and the board, have tried their hardest and they can't get results. That's what I've continually said. I said they're incapable. I sent Lee a text today, and my words to Lee today, in part, were. You're trying so hard, you're spinning your wheels in mud, okay? But they can't get it done, mate. And instead of focusing on three West Tiger supporters, and you you blokes are sold to the earth blokes. Like, I'm a prick, okay? I'm happy to... I'm a prick <laughs> like him, okay? Yeah, I, I, can, I, I don't I can, care. I I'm, happy to, I'm happy to fucking fight, mate. I'm a fucking tiger, okay? I'm happy to fight. But you two blokes do not deserve this crap. And I'm really annoyed for you blokes. Uh, for me, like... I showed it to a lawyer. My lawyer just laughed. My lawyer absolutely laughed. Said, you got no, no grounds to stand on whatsoever. You conveyed a story. Yeah, like if someone's got a, you know, a bit of a weird sort of way of thinking, you could twist the chuppa-chup thing or the creepy thing differently. But honestly, we've had our first win in 11 weeks and we've got to talk about this moron. Seriously. Am I allowed to call him a moron? Is that defamatory? That's my opinion. I think he's a moron. He probably thinks I'm an idiot. He's entitled that opinion too. Let's move on to the good stuff, guys. We got to win. Thank fuck, yep. we got to win. Yeah, that's why we are here too. So let's just move on to happier things. And one man who was happy was Benji Marshall. His first official coaching gig. So how good that um, doing the press conference now. Uh, with all respect to Sheenzy, is now the voice of Benji Marshall. So let's. Uh, where should we start? Let's go. With um, Benji talking about the win. Um, oh, it's not about me, Lara. To be honest, um, you know, this next three weeks or two weeks coming after this is about us finishing off as a club, um, how we want to finish. And um, I thought today it's really we just as a club we needed it. You know, the result um, we've been there about um, for a few weeks now, but we just couldn't get over the line. So to have the skipper here step up from the sideline, thirty out, um, and knock it over with a bit of drama. Um, and get the end the result, uh, we, yeah, we needed it. How was the heart rate uh, through that ending? Oh, yeah, it was uh, It was definitely uh, up there. I had Robbie Farrow screaming in one ear and uh, David Turner screaming in the other ear. I just, yeah, couldn't, couldn't hack it. But um, it, was a, a, it was a crazy finish, eh? Mm. You know, and just to see the boys um, get reward for effort and, you know, being amongst it this year with only three wins, it's, uh, we needed it, eh? Mm. Did, you, did you think it was the right decision? As how good is it hearing the uh, the king's voice 
and knowing that he's fully, I mean, he's pretty much, it's not really a secret that he's been pretty much in charge most of the year, but um, I think it, it makes it even more special that it's Benji's first official crack. Yeah, for sure. Um, I said in the Discord after listening to the presser yesterday that I think Benji, Benji handled it spectacularly for his first post-game press conference. Um, had a lot of good things to say. Uh, you could tell he was clearly very excited. Um, obviously, he maintains he's still an assistant coach for the time being, and um, Shinzi's still the head coach for the rest of the year. But um, it is good to give him the experience in the in the, I guess, the coach's box and the um, the hot seat of the before and after press conferences as well. Um, he knows what he's talking about. He's going to continue to um, be a, a shining light for the club, I believe. Um, he took media's questions well, and yeah, I was just happy to see him smiling. Uh, let's talk about um, Benji's... Well, not talk about, well, let's listen to Benji talking about the new style of play, and I'll get your opinion on those, uh, Roberto. Yeah, and we're also building a style, and I thought we played it to it most of today that we want to take into the future. Um, and I've got to give this bloke next to me a lot of credit um, with what he's brought to our club. Uh, yeah, week in, week out, he sets the example at training. He sets the example on the field, and that's why he's the skipper. So he's been outstanding for us. Everyone always. But we've spoken as a group about a few things we want to um, try and finish the season off with, and uh, when you are fighting at the bottom of the table, it's easy to go and just throw the ball around and have no cares, but we want to do it a little bit different and play a little bit tougher and um, try and complete high and uh, play a style that in the big moments, that's going to hold up. And I thought um, the last five or six weeks we've done that, and today we got reward for that. Rob, did you notice anything different between the style of play that the team... I mean, was it just a matter of the, we actually got the result today? I, I think it was more the result. I think today, most of the, yeah, most, yeah, most of the structure looked pretty similar to me. It was pretty much, you know, rucking it up for four rucks, you know, try and, uh, you know, get the ball out the back line on the second last tackle and put a kick in. Uh, have to agree with, you know, what he said about Appy. Appy's just, you know, I've been on about it too much now. He's, he's everything. He's a heart and soul of this club. And he's the one that I really pin my faith in. And, uh, yeah, God bless him. He's just an absolute gem. Uh, as anything to you at the game live as was side, did you how do you think the, the style of play from the boys was under Benji's watch? Yeah, I didn't I didn't notice too much different. I think really the only difference was seeing um how Appy played the seven role as opposed to the nine role. Um and how like we went obviously with um Jakey Simpkin at hooker for the well, basically the whole game until he got taken off HIA uh, with like eight or eight minutes or so to go. Um, and I, I really enjoyed what Appy bought. Like the kick for our first try was, I thought, a really good kick. Um, in in the past, we don't really like follow up those really good kicks with a really good chase. And to have mm. the boys there putting the pressure on the Dolphins boys um, paid off, I think. And that was probably the the most impressive thing to me. Just um, how Appy led the team around, how the team played off the back of him, and it got me thinking. Like, obviously, uh, we'll get to the news a bit later, I assume. But um, obviously, with some new signings in the halves, uh, and Appy leading the team around with the back or with the forwards, we've got um, that the, the halves can play off, and 
um, with maybe a little bit more pace in the backs, I think there's every chance we might be able to be a bit more competitive next year. 100%. Here's Benji talking about that man, Appy Corusel. Is to be successful. Well, there's a reason why he's the captain, um, you know, and his influence on the side, whether he knows it or not, is, is enormous. And I think if you watch all our games this year, he's setting the tone in the, the effort areas, line speed, kick chases, kick pressures, um, and just doing his job. And he's come from a system that's used to winning a lot of games. So he knows what it takes to win, and he's bringing some of those habits to us. And it's up to the rest of us to get, or and coaches, to get those players on the same page as him to get to that level. Rob, how good was Appy Corusel? Kick aside, um, he can do it all. But, man, what a player. Not even playing his best position. And he just le- led the team beautifully. He's going above and beyond what he did at Penrith, guys. He didn't have to do as much as he does now at Penrith. And as I've said previously, he's gone into the bottom of that bag of tricks. And some of the things he did the other day, as Aaron pointed out with his kicking, in particular that kickoff that led to the penalty, the, the deception there looking like he was going to go deep and then hook it around to the left, you know, perfectly uh, for Tupu to catch it. He is just trying his hardest. And I'm actually quite embarrassed with myself. I questioned him being captain, given the comments that he said about the Tigers uh, after he won the grand final with Penrith a couple of days later. And uh, wasn't it great to see that goal kick go over, especially when you consider when we played Parramatta up there if you're literally on the other side of the field in the same spot, uh, kicking the other way, uh, he slipped over trying to kick a penalty goal. So, or a conversion. So, I, I know we won the game by a point, but I feel like we won the game by an inch because mm. it was literally that close. <laughs> I mean, the luck we've had this year, you, you just expect that ball to hit the, the crossbar and, and come back into the field of play, not mm. go over. So, it, I was just really happy with that. And I don't know. You guys are at the game, so you guys wouldn't have noticed this. But honestly, guys, if you see how the fans were at full time and, like, the passion and the screaming, and I was like, yeah, it, was, it just honestly it moved me. It was so beautiful. Oh, it was great to be amongst it. I was sitting uh, – I'll talk about it in a sec, but I was sitting amongst the players' families uh, as well, and it was just uh, unbelievable. Yeah, the crowd – it was not It was only 9,000, and that I think that was being a little bit kind. With the numbers, I mean, yeah. I mean, if it had been at Leichhardt or Campbelltown, it would have been truly, truly rocking. But, um, yeah, our last home game there, I guess. Uh, last clip from Benji. Here he is talking about Brooksy, who ended up not playing, but um, it would have been his last, uh, last home game. And they sent him out with a gift of a barbecue. Yeah, I just, um, in front of the team, just mentioned Brooksy again um, about, you know, he cops quite a fair bit of criticism, you know, and as a halfback, that's part of the territory, I understand that. But what he has given to the club is um, over 200 games of his blood, sweat and tears. Uh, And I think everyone will agree, at times when other people left, he showed loyalty and stayed. And it wasn't always for more money, but, you know, he'll be a West Tiger forever. But I think, talking about his move, um, you know, and you can see in his body language, it's going to be a good thing for him and he's excited about it and we can only wish him the best because he's given us everything. Ben, will he get on the field again this year? Will he get an on-field farewell? Or... Highly unlikely. Yeah. Mm. But if he's ready, we'll put him out there. So that's interesting from Benji there as. Luke Brooks is seems like he's done at the West Tigers. So not only his last home game at uh, last week, uh, I guess the game in... 
New Zealand as his last game for the West Tigers for good. Yeah, it seems like that calf is proving a bit more troublesome for him, which is a bit of a shame, really, because um, it, it's been hampering him for at least a couple of years now, I think. And if it means he's if it if it causes him to not get any more games, then that's going to be extremely disappointing. Um, hopefully, for his sake, he doesn't have too much of an injury interrupted time at Manly because I think he's what there for four years and he's what twenty nine at the moment. So um, he'll be pushing the back end of the career by the time that deal's over. So. Um, it's a bit of a shame that he won't play for us anymore, but uh, yeah, I wish him all the best. Yeah, good on you, Brooksy. Go, uh, go well at Manly. Don't, yeah, except when you play. Just not, yeah, just not when us. you play us. It's, what, are, what are the odds that we play Manly round one next year? Fifty-fifty. <laughs> It'll, It'll happen. happen. It'll, It'll happen. happen. It with Robbie when he went to South. We played South. Yeah, Robbie and it happened with Teddy with the Roosters. Two, we, yes. The, no, no, no. The, I think that was that might have been round two, wasn't it, or round three? No, that was, that was the Lola here. The yeah, Lola here. Was it round one? Okay, wow. Yeah. Okay. They'll they do it on purpose. Round two. We're uh, definitely playing Manly round one. Price. I book it. Uh, hopefully, yeah. at Leichhardt. Yeah, that'll be uh, interesting. Right. Oh, yeah, that does it for the presser. Um, I've still got the uh, the women's World Cup. Uh, graphics up. Um, I ha- haven't got. The, You've been uh, a busy boy, mate. I have been busy this afternoon um, with everything. So we'll, I'll come back to the West uh, West Ashfield ad, and we'll talk about Aiden Caesar. He signed officially uh, announced by the club today. Uh, the club the club was very busy today. Rob sending out announcements and. Um, and emails, it seems. So, but uh, what are your thoughts on the Aiden Caesar signing? Look, we we were desperate. Um, we backed ourselves into a corner, as I've said before, with Jackson Hastings. Probably one of the dumbest decisions we've ever made. And all we're getting is a much older version of Jackson Hastings, and who's been out of the NRL. It'll be five years by the time he plays next year. Um, look, I don't know how it's going to work, guys. We've got Caesar, we've got Sullivan, uh, we've got. Other, I think mean, we'll look at any halfback at the moment, but he's meant to be a setting, steadying influence. I know he's got a good kicking game. Uh, I don't think he'd be very mobile at 34 years of age. But look, if Benji wants him, Benji got who he wanted. We just gotta, we're just gotta go with that now. But yeah, I, I think the choices were quite limited, and I haven't seen any of him playing in England recently. So I, I've got no idea how he's going over there. As what are your thoughts? Um, I don't think we're in a position to really um, complain too much about who we sign, especially in the halves, considering we have what Adam Dewey um, is our only signed half. Well, b- prior to this last week, Adam Dewey was our only signed half for next year. Uh, Caesar, I think he's going to bring a lot of experience to the club. He was obviously a part of the um, grand final losing team along with uh, John Bateman. So they've got hopefully a connection there that we can use. Um, he'll bring experience with a good kicking game. I think that can't be understated considering that's, I think, probably been people's biggest criticism of Brooks is he hasn't been choosing the right kicks at the right time. So having Caesar there, um, he'll also provide a bit of a learning tool for um, Sullivan and the Fainu brothers as well. So I I just hope it goes well. It's only a one-year deal from what I can see. I thought I originally heard it, there was something about 
um, a second year option for club or player or something along those lines, but um, nothing of that sort's been mentioned. So for now, it's a one year deal. Um, he'll, it's, ba- I think it's basically like a stopgap solution until we get a bit more experience in our in our youngsters that we have coming through. Um, righto. Just West has just realised West Ashfield they haven't sent me an ad for this week, so I'll just add a lib one for them to our beloved. West Ashfield League. So the game, we're playing the Roosters at 5.30. Is it a 5.30 game this week? Yeah, 5.30. And the girl, what time the girls on as? Uh, 3.10 or something along those lines. Mm. So get get along to West Ashfield to watch those games. Will there be, uh, I'm not too sure what they'll have to offer. Maybe they will. Look, I don't want to get in more trouble in this episode, but maybe they will do some pizza deals or something. Um, <laughs> we've been busy today as well, but um, look, put them on Rob Bashara's tab. Tell them, yeah. let's go to the bar, order a pizza, and say, Can you put this on Mr. Rob Bashara's tab? And, no problem. Uh, Rob will pick it up on, on Sunday, Sunday afternoon. But in all seriousness, we love uh, West Ash- Ashfield and Holman Barnes Group. HolmanBarnesGroup.com.au, Holman Barnes Group. Bringing people together. I mean, we truly do appreciate their support. Shouts to Simon and his wonderful team there over at Asheville. We do truly love them dearly. Right, Abe, speaking of someone I love dearly, uh, <laughs> Sean Bloor, the the man himself. So I was like a... Um, I was going to say a kid in a candy store. I was actually going to say it. Um, You're allowed to say that, mate. Come I know, I, I know, I know, but it's just I didn't didn't even think of it. But um, look, the piece of eye candy you see on the screen, if you're actually watching it. So um, Kevin Bloor, Sean's dad, reached out to me last week and wanted to thank me for all the support that I give uh, Sean on the show. Obviously, uh, yeah, we express our love a lot for Sean and how much we really want West Tigers to re-sign him, extend his contract and that sort of thing. Kevin was kind enough to invite me to come sit with the family on uh, on Saturday. And so shouts to um, to Ida, his mum, little sister Jessie, and um, Bianca, his girlfriend, and all yeah, his friends and family. We had um, uh, puppies, family behind us as well. So it was pretty cool to of the hundreds of games I've ever seen, I've never actually sat where the families to kind of, yeah, just to kind of see how families react. And it's funny when like the, the big screen, they're all announced one by one. You can kind of hear the families going one by one, kind of cheering for, um for their family members, but it was just awesome to sit. Um, yeah. Kevin Ball was just absolute soul of the earth. Absolute legend. Um, had a great chat. Uh, and time with him sitting there watching the girls and the and the guys game, obviously, as well. And then Sean came up into the stands to um, look. I'd say it was to come see his family, but it was also I happened to be there as well. And he handed me a uh, a captain's run jersey of his that he'd signed for me to say thank you for the support. So um, yeah, so a big thank you again to Kevin and the Bloor family. For having me, I'm sorry, I got a bit passionate uh, towards the end of that game. Look, the family members don't jump up and fist pump and and yell 
quite like I do, and I couldn't really help myself. So I'm sorry <laughs> if I was a little bit embarrassing, but um, I hope they do invite me back again, hopefully um, in the future. I'm sure they will. Gosh, but, it um, only happens four times a year, mate. You're entitled to do that. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. But, I mean, in all seriousness, like Sean became a favourite of mine early when he first started with the Tigers. We all remember uh, the the Nathan Brown game. I think he became a fan favourite, not just me, to a lot of people there as well. But it's because he's such a good human as well. And to kind of see exactly why that is, why he's such a great human, it's pretty obvious that he's got uh, a great, great family and great um, network. So, um, yeah, footy players sometimes get a, a bad rap, but, yeah, the Bloor family, absolute legends. So uh, I'm going to, should I change my name to Josh Bloornet by, uh, That's by the Deep Pod Boys? That is the absolute best. You're, you're yeah. stuck with that now, mate. You're not, you're not getting Josh away from Blornet. that. Josh Bloornet. Josh Bloornet, that's it. <laughs> I hope Bianca's not jealous of you. Uh, maybe. Look, he took, he took his shirt <laughs> off for me right in front of me. He took his jersey off. Um, sorry, Bianca. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, another story. Uh, I had this like sitting. It was just something that was in the paper. Buzz Rothfield. Uh, I don't know if anyone saw it in the paper on Sunday to go from someone that we truly love in the playing group to uh, the story that dropped on Sunday. How the West Tigers CEO Justin Pascoe has full support of the board. Uh, the story by Buzz on Sunday. Rob, what a uh, beautiful thing to read on a on a Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah, normally, as we all know, having the full support of the board means that you are a doomed man. You're on the way out. But knowing our beloved West Tigers management, mate, he's probably genuinely got the full support of the board. So um, I, I don't know where it's going to go, guys. It's, yeah, I... I'm overseeing these blokes in the paper. I, I I don't know a chairman, you know, who gets on TV and radio as much as our chairman does. And every person knows who Pasco is, just like they used to know who Peter Doust was at St. George, you know, Ouse Doust. Now we've got Pasco Fiasco. Um, yeah, I, I'm just sick of seeing him, guys. I just, I just want to enjoy the footy team. And, and I just, all I want right now is Benji to get the full support of the board and give him the tools needed to make our football team better. And I don't want Benji to be a scapegoat next year. That's my biggest concern right now. Uh, that's enough. Let's move on. Um, so a little one from the Carianus, uh, David Riccio in News Corp, um, Telegraph, News Corp, whatever. Um, Ryan Carr emerging as a surprise target for the coaching staff. So I believe he's he's caretaker of the Dragons at the moment. Is that Correct. right? Yeah. What do you, as have you got any thoughts on this one? I honestly don't know too much about him, um, like his past history as a coach or anything like that. So I don't really have too much to say. Um, but if 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 there's someone that Benji wants to be his, I guess mentor or assistant who will help him um on the right track then i'd say leave it a bit more in benji's hands but hmm. um if he believes in like ryan carr or whoever else john john morris has been thrown around again um then i'd say go for it if um if the club and benji thinks 
they'll be an asset, then why not? Rob, you got any opinion on this? Uh, look, I, I don't know much about him. I've Obviously, I watch all the NRL games, as most of us do. Uh, I was really impressed with St. George against Melbourne on the weekend. Hmm. I, they actually look like a real football team, except for that left winger who's bloody awful. Um, yeah, but they actually had a red-hot crack. Uh, looked good. They played enterprising football. I, I don't know what sort of coach he's like. I, as I've said previously, Benji's, I think, got our players running through brick walls and as he said in that presser, which he played, Josh, um, you know, it's very hard for players to, you know, to lift players when there's nothing to play for. And basically our guys have nothing to play for. Not only don't they have anything to play for, like you got a guy like Dane Laurie, you know, putting a shot on someone and he's leaving the club, you know what I mean? Putting their body on the line to, to save a potential long to a long range break. So uh, look what you said there, Aaron, about Josh, uh, sorry, John Morris, um, with the risk of getting egg on my face again, we are going after him wholeheartedly. It's just a matter of whether he, he agrees or not, but Benji wants him at the club. So I believe we're going after him. And in terms of an admin role, I think he wants Mark O'Neill back as well. So um, that's what I've been told. Whether that comes to fruition or not, I'm not sure. I really hope John Morris does come. He got Cronulla to, to the semifinals. Yeah, I thought I he did like good. good job. Yeah, yeah I, I thought he, he's a good X's and O's coach. I know he had a, an ageing pack when he was there, but he had a really young back line. Uh, so I rate him. He's played with Benji before. He's worked with Benji. So I'm sure they'll get along well. Uh, as long as he's not perceived to be coming to the club in a way that where he's going to take over, you know, if they want to knife Benji in the back. So I just hope, mm. I just want an assurance from the club that Benji's there, going to see out the rest of his contract. But like, um, you know, death, taxes and putting your foot in the mouth, you know, you know what happens with the statements they say. So it's, it's pretty hard to trust them. Um, one thing, just to go back, the whole night's not going to be about Sean Bloor, I promise. But uh, a little tidbit from uh, when he came into the stands and took his shirt off. But he had a bit, like hundreds of kids coming up to him, getting autographs and taking photos and stuff. And he was so good. Like, didn't say, not that he would, but he took so many photos and signed so many autographs. Um, yeah, just wanted to have a chat with his dad. But I mean, he came into the crowd, I guess he kind of expected but he was just so good with all these kids and anyway a cop came up to up to him and he goes oh dream there's a kid over here he says like the kid was lost or something he, he'd like he, he wants really wants to get a photo with you and like sean i don't even know if sean realized that he called him dream but i just thought that was pretty pretty funny that the cop thought he was dream buller um as well, but um, yeah, but that, that's pretty good considering he had a pretty heavy flu, I believe, too. So yes, that's another thing too. He he admitted he go he thought he played pretty average because he'd been battling um, illness, yeah, a few days before the game. That's why he didn't. I assume why he didn't come back on as well. He didn't have huge huge minutes, so he was actually the uh, the Michael Jordan flu game, so to speak. So. Uh, he likes his basketball as well. So uh, let's talk about the game itself. So a 24 to 23. What would that have paid and picked the score? 24 to 23. Oh, a fortune. A fortune. Uh, four tries apiece. Uh, Fanua Pole. Shouts to uh, Connor Noon in our Discord, the official Fanua Pole <laughs> fanatic. He 
he messaged on our uh, Rob Stradamus channel. Uh, he said, Fanil Pole is 21 to 1 for first try scorer. I don't know if anyone listened, but Noon's obviously had a very, very good Saturday night because he uh, <laughs> he had a tenor on that, I believe. So, uh, yeah, shouts to him and Fanil Pole. That was uh, a ripper of a try as well. Kepa Owa was a good try as well. I didn't. Kepa Owa, we'll talk about we'll talk about players individually later in the player ratings, I guess. But um, big Alex Afaf barging over and Jakey Simpkin, three uh, pretty. Look, you could say four, like four four guys scoring really that are kind of understated and um, not overly appreciated, as opposed to although Nofaluma was probably uh, robbed of maybe two tries. Yeah, unlucky with. Um, uh, young Tristan Riley not finding a putting a pass and went about four meters forward into the stands uh, the first half and then the second half just not seeing him or whatever. That was literally right in front of us, that one, where he just didn't didn't throw the pass and knock up. It worked out better anyway because safe half. Yeah, safe half scored clearly. Yes, safe half. And, he's... and then nearly having his head taken off too, Noffa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, great game. Anything to add before we get into the stats, as? Oh, I'm just I was just really happy to see how um how well the team played together. We still got a little bit shafted by the referee. He was trying his his darndest to um at least keep the <clears throat> keep the dolphins in the game. We weren't we weren't helping that cause ourselves with a lot of silly drop balls. Um and the thing that was I think I guess frustrating me during the game was the fact that we'd score a brilliant try and then not long later let in a really soft one. Like you see the difference in time between our first try and their first try was literally four minutes. So we we had that lead for four minutes before we let the Dolphins back into the game with their first try. And it was a bit frustrating in that regard, but the way the team hung in there, I think is a credit to them because a lot of the time that doesn't happen. We just don't, we just don't get that because they'll drop their heads when the bad calls go against them. Um, but I think under Benji, with Appy as captain, I think that's going to change. A few stats, 51% possession for the Dolphins, so pretty much even across the game there. Uh, Completion rate, 81% for us, so 30 out of 37, not too too bad there. Only 71% for the Dolphins, uh, 28 of 39. Yeah, they were... If we didn't win this one, I would have been very, very disappointed because the Dolphins kind of played... Um, yeah, like a, not a very good football side. Running meters, pretty much even. Post-contact meters, we got an extra 100-ish there. Line breaks, 6 to 4. Uh, tackle breaks, 47 for us, only 29 for the Finns. Uh, anything else as it kind of uh, offloads, 26 to 6. That's a big one, Roberto, throwing the ball, getting the ball off, um, playing that second phase footy. Yeah, look, I, I thought our second half was really good and we looked like we were potentially going to run away with the game. We, we had, you know, a bigger lead than six points. We had a two-score lead and um, I, I just feel like our edges in defence, it looked like every time the Dolphins were going to shift the ball that, you know, something was going to happen. Um, and that that's still a bit of a worry. So we definitely need to work work on, on the defence out wide. But yeah, uh, look, I, I actually really enjoyed the second half couple of silly errors, as Aaron pointed out, especially that Shepherd that, uh, you know, led to the match-tying penalty at the time. 
Um, but look, all, all in all, look, it's hard to get motivated at the end of the year, as we said earlier. And the boys stuck it out. I'm just happy they got the win because, you know, there's been a lot of games, you know, like the Canberra game at Campbelltown earlier in the year where we get behind and, and we don't know how to win it back. And the fact that, you know, we, we overcame that adversity and then there was still a good two and a half, three minutes left after Appy kicked that goal. So we finished the game out really well. And, um, you know, lucky they probably threw a forward pass, you know, a ball that was a bit marginal uh, and we got away, you know, we got a scrum out of that and we closed the game out. So just good that the boys closed the game out because our last five minutes of games, whether it be first half or second half, you know, we normally concede points and it was just good that they finished it off. Uh, missed tackles, 47 for the Dolphins, uh, 29 for the Tigers, and 37 ineffective tackles to 13 for the Tigers. The, our defense, for the most part, has um, looked pretty pretty okay. Yeah, it was a lot better than normal. We normally miss around um, 40 tackles or thereabout, 40 to 50 tackles. Um, I think in the loss to the Cowboys, we missed more than 50. Um, so that that was a, a nice improvement to see. Um, the team worked hard for each other in defense and in attack. We just had a few defensive lapses where a player jumped out of the line or uh, gave the Dolphins a sniff and um, they found a way through and a bit unfortunate. And the way they, like, like they got around us a couple of times as well. So um, it's good to see there are some improvements there, but there's going to need to be a lot more improvements next year if we're going to, um, concede less points and be more competitive as a football team. Uh, yeah, like I said, we'll go player by player in the uh, player ratings soon. But some of the top performers, so top tackles, Twally, 44 tackles, none missed. And I think this was in 50 minutes or something, as if you can check that for me. Jakey Simpkin also had 44 without a single miss as well. Jakey Simpkin, uh, yeah, he had a ripper of a game. Uh, Johnny Bateman, 39, with only two missed, and uh, Publi had 39 and four missed. Uh, other leaders, uh, Kepa Ola, leader in tackle breaks with eight and leader in line breaks with two. Uh, Alex Twoll, most in run. I thought Twolly was really good. He got the start in this game. I thought he was one of his best games this season. He ran ran the ball really well, 155 metres for Twolly, and post-contact was Nofa with 63. Fifty-four uh, minutes for twelve. Yeah, so he forty-four tackles without missing one. That's almost a tackle a minute without missing. That's insane. The great wall of the great wall of twelve is back. Uh, Table-wise, not that it really matters that much, but two <laughs> points behind the dragons Ugh, is it possible. As can we can we but can we overtake the dragons? Why couldn't the storm do us a favor and beat the dragons by fifty? Mm. <laughs> that so would have helped against... out a lot. What You're lucky they won in the end, Aaron. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> 50, 57 points to make up or win twice and Dragons lose twice, yeah, I guess. pretty so. much. So it's it's possible, but we're getting close to Lloyd Christmas territory for this one. Lloyd. Dumb and dumber. Yeah, I know. I know yeah. who. <laughs> why, why is it Lloyd Christmas? So you're telling me there's a chance, that line. Oh, right. Yep. Why'd I miss that? I feel ashamed <laughs> missing that one. I thought mind, you'd Josh. get that, Josh. I thought you'd it get is. that. <laughs> uh, one people, one 
group that doesn't miss is Mobile Corp. So they support local businesses by managing their IT, their networks, and their mobile devices. If you're a local business owner looking for a partner who will take away the hassle of dealing with IT issues, make sure you have cybersecurity in place, handle all your mobile device needs, then Mobile Corp can help. Mobile Corp is a family-run business and a long-time supporter of the West Tigers. Reach out to our mate Stephen and the team at Mobile Corp. Check them out at mobilecorp.com.au. That's mobilecorp.com.au. Uh, Shouts uh, to Shane Walker as well. As well, we'll try and get him on the show before the year's out again. New South Wales Cup. Not a lot of defense at Link- on Lincoln. On Sunday Oval, 56-20 to the Newtown Jets. The Jets scoring 11 tries to our four. Um, I didn't see this one. I don't think it was streamed either. So don't know too much about this one. But yeah, they're down in 11th and kind of hoping for the season to end, I guess, in the uh, New South Wales Cup. So not really much to add there in the jerseys. There, the Jersey flag, they are coming last. They lost 34-10 to the Cronulla Sharks at Lincoln as well. So, yeah, they've dropped to the bottom of the table. So, it might be a wooden spoon there. They're tied on points with the Knights. So, and they're playing the top of the table Roosters next week. So, not looking good for... And I believe that's the last game. Oh, they finished a week. Oh, that's right, because Cup, obviously, their grand final is the week before, and then they do the championship thing on grand final day. So women's, the women's as, man, heartbreaking again. I couldn't believe it. Watching the girls, they look so good in the first half. And then again, a final minute try to uh, to lose the game. Yeah, they, they managed to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory in this one. They were doing really, really well. For the first, I'd say, about 50 minutes of the game, um, we let the Dragons back into it uh, with, a, with a couple of tries there, or with a try around that point. And then um, we kind of hung on really well from there. We didn't really offer too much more in attack, uh, didn't put up uh, fire too many shots at that point. And then a few, I guess, silly decisions that were made in the back end there, um, attempting a, a strip in a two-on-one situation was probably... Uh, the nail in the coffin because the the Dragons scored a try not long later um, and then, yeah, scored that try in the final minute, which was really, really disheartening. Um, they they fought hard. We had While we had a player in the sin bin, they had so much defending to do and they didn't concede a try for, I think it was eight minutes of that sin bin period. So their resilience was really impressive. Mm. Um they're doing the club proud. Obviously, there's still going to be some growing pains there for the first year squad. Um, but they they are doing us proud, and I can yeah. I will say that they are. Look, if they upset the Roosters, they can get back in the top four. Hopefully, this weekend the Roosters are top of the table, though. So it'll be a tough battle. Plenty of superstars in um, in that Same. side, yep. but yeah, fingers crossed they can do that. Yeah, I felt like the Simbin. While you said they hang, hung on as they just seemed to it wore them out as well. I feel like I feel like they just ran out of steam and the Dragons just came home with a wet sail, as they say. I have no idea what that actually means. I don't know. Why does a wet sail 
Rob, you're old enough to remember when sailing was popular. Why, why is a wet sail better than a, a dry sail? I would assume it makes a boat go faster, but I know nothing about sailing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why a wet sail makes a boat go faster. Someone in the comments, let us know. Um, I will say one thing about the girls, though. Um, obviously, we've, we're two wins and three losses. Our two wins have been by margins of 28 and 10. Um, and our three losses have been by margins of six, four, and four, I believe. So they're hanging in there. They're hanging tough. Um, the one thing about this game, I'd be curious to see what the possession stat was at halftime compared to what the possession stat was at full time, because it seemed like in the second half, they just had so much defending to do, especially during that Sinbin period. The Dragons girls were making too many meters way too easily and it kind of just got out of hand for mm. them um they ran out of juice in the back end and yeah the dragons just limped over the top of them anything yeah. to add on the girls rob before we do the player ratings for the yeah look, pretty much agree with most of what aaron said there uh definitely i think we should have been out of reach at halftime i thought we totally dominated that first half and and that lead wasn't big enough considering all the ball we had I'd give St. George more credit for what they did in the second half as opposed to us. Um, it's just, isn't it like a sick coincidence that a simple error off a kick with three minutes left cost us a game? And that was the same thing that happened last week, a simple error off a, off a bomb, but it was around the same time as well because we really defended our asses off. Um, yeah, I'm not into all that big wins, close losses stuff, Aaron. We've got a really good team. I mean, I, th I think most games are decided by small margins, so... We've just got to be better at winning them, but I think it's just going to take its toll being ahead and and giving up leads. It'll it'll become a stigma. So hopefully the girls just stick to what they're doing. I, I think we're a better team than St George, and you know we, we should be probably four and one to be fair. So uh, I, I think that you know there's plenty of good stuff we're seeing from our girls, and and the product's really good. I'm actually really enjoying what we watch, which I couldn't have said that five years ago. To be brutally honest with you. We lost you, Josh. I think Josh is he's frozen, frozen there. Yeah, he's, he's frozen, frozen Aaron. Us. He's uh, so we, he's gone AWOL. <laughs> yeah, we, have we missed anything about the girls' game? I was going to ask you how come you, you mentioned you'd love to know what the possession stat was first half to second half on the NRL app. Can't, like it's got the women's games there. Don't they put the stats on there as well? They do, but you, you don't get to see what the stats were like at halftime. You only get like the full-time stats. So I can go on and have a look and see what yeah. the, um, the overall possession was, but I don't know and I won't be able to know um, what possession was like at halftime because, yeah, I just can't like see. Yeah, I think, you... I think Josh is unfrozen now. Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me, boys? I'm not sure yeah, yeah, we got you back, mate. Just, it went all... Um... Weird. I saw Emmanuel. He explained the uh, the wet sail thing. So when canvas sails are poorer, so they let air through. So when it reduces the drive of the sails. So basically, as the if your sail is wet, then it catches more air. I guess so. Okay. Uh, so wetting the sails. There you go. You learn. You learn something new on the uh, the Westlife podcast tonight. So wetting the sails reduces the porosity and increases the drive temporarily until the sale dries out there you go okay uh, um and just to finish off that. what rob and i were talking about the dragons had 56 percent possession by the end of the game so oh. they definitely had wow. the bulk of the ball very wet the there. yeah 
Uh, righto. On to the player ratings. Um, Look at these numbers, boy. My God. Yes. Some... <laughs> not, not used to seeing such good numbers. Uh, somewhat, yeah. As do you want to go through the, uh, the numbers for me? Yeah, no worries. So, in case my internet shits itself. Again. <laughs> Jareen Buller, 7.7. David Nofaluma, 6.1. Asu Kepa'oa, 6.4. Tristan Riley, 6.6. Junior Tupo, 6.7. Dane Laurie, 7.1. Appy Corusau, 9.3. Stefano Utoikamanu, 7.2. Jake Set Simkin, 7.6. Alex Twal, 7.5. Isaiah Papali'i, 7.5. John Bateman, 6.9. Fanua Pole, 7.8. David Clemmer, 6.7. Alex Safarth, 7.6. Sean Bloor, 6.7. Justin Matamua, 5.4. And inaugurally for Benji, 5.5. Yeah, I think I had Tim Shane still on the form. I just, I just totally forgot to update. <laughs> So uh, let's so. let's just give Benji like an extra two points and make. It yeah, I think if I had actually put Benji, people would have rated it higher. So I don't think Certainly. really take that into account. Uh, any of those numbers not fair enough? I think they're pretty pretty good. Obviously, I mentioned Sean only six point six point seven is pretty good considering he was sick. He admitted that he um, didn't have a great game. I think Twolly had a great game. Yeah. 7.5. He's about a 7.5. I guess he ran the ball really well. Jackie Simpkin, 7.6. Yeah. He had, yeah, they're pretty good numbers as well. I mean, Appy, 9.3. The one person no, no did give him a, one person gave him a seven. Um, I can't remember who, and I don't want to risk my computer freezing again, looking <laughs> it up. But you know who you are, who gave Appy a seven. I can't believe that, but. Anything, any numbers stand out to anyone? Let us know in the comments if you're watching live as well. Uh, nothing, nothing. So I think they're all pretty much mm. on the mark, really. Uh, very happy with how Jake played. Uh, and like, given Wakem wasn't in the 22 man squad, we had to throw Appy in at seven. We literally had no one else we could choose. But given how well Jake played, you'd have to say that Appy's probably going to be number seven this week when the team's named tomorrow. Well, Emmanuel just in the comments just said uh, Simpkins with HIA might not uh, play. So, okay, just yeah, a, I didn't, just, I didn't uh, hear if he passed or failed that one. Am I able to retract those comments, Josh, or do I have to stand mm-hmm. by them? Well, what what do we do? I guess we'll talk about that on Wednesday because they'll announce yeah. it four o'clock tomorrow. Interesting. So, um, yeah, Talon's still suspended. So, yeah, one yeah. more week for Talon. Of course, yeah, don't know what they're going to do there. Yeah, they're going to have to bring Wakem up whether they like it or not. Uh, as did you like the swap with Twolly and Clem? I thought it was pretty good having uh, Clem come off the bench. Yeah, I didn't mind it. I thought Twole had a really, really, really good first stint. Um, Clem provided solid impact off the bench as well. Um, obviously, it meant he didn't get as much game time as he normally would, so he didn't make as much of an impact as he normally would, and that's probably reflected there in his votes. Uh, Twole, I did think, was really solid. And I I have a feeling we might see that for the rest of the year and they might reassess how that's going to work over in the off-season. Um, but I'm just going to say on the votes, I would live and then subsequently die for both Jareen Buller and Appy Corusau. We really need to build the club around those two. Um, our, sure. half of a Fiji, our half of a Fijian spine, plus Sean Law, uh, plus Alex Twole, 
Uh, anyone else I should throw in there, Rob? <laughs> the, oh, def- definitely what you said about Appy and Appy and Jareem. Obviously, we love Sean. We want him to be there. Um, yeah, look, we're, I don't know. I mean, the best version of Junior Tupu would be nice. The best mm. version of Fanua Pole would be nice. Uh, we need we need Isaiah Papali'i to be the Parramatta Papali'i. Yeah, Bateman's Bateman. Yes, it, look, we've yeah, got we've Steph, got like, like, yeah. like we said a few months ago when we had those three wins. You know, in the space of four or five weeks, we've got eleven or twelve good players, but we just need to get those key positions right. And my my problem with where we go next year is, will our halves combination be better than what we had this year and last year? And right now, the way I feel about it, the answer is no. So it's up to Benji and, and the coaching staff to, to not prove me wrong, but like just make those players better and, and get the best out of the team. But I, I could live with another poor season as long as I know we're just not going to play musical coaches. I, I just want Benji to get that support he needs and give him a give him a true chance because it's not just about getting rid of a coach. It'd be you know knifing a legend. You know, and I and I don't want anything. You know, like they already had rough times with us previously, both Benji and Robbie. So it's just got to be handled properly. We need to show some support. They they've come back yeah. to the club for the right reasons. We don't need these guys in upper management just you know changing their their five year plans every nine months. You know, they got they got to stick solid with these guys. Uh, Brennan, what were your thoughts on, on um, Kepa Owa's game, Rob? I I I saw a lot of people on Twitter singing his praises a bit more than normal. I've still got reservations on him. I'm kind of disappointed he had that um, that drop right on halfway after Tupo mm. got him got him down the sideline, which I thought was a really good. Yeah, look, I thought he, in a, in attack he was mostly diamonds, Aaron. But in defence, he he's he's defensive reads that that it's like it's not that he can't tackle. He just runs up and you just and it's like if someone gets past him, it's he's got that. To me, I could be wrong, but he's got that demeanour where it's just like. Oh well, you know, like I, I misread it, and that's just not good enough for first grade. He was really good in attack with the ball. The try he scored was some really good footwork, even coming out of our own end, particularly in the second half. Mm. He made a couple of really nice, strong runs, and I'm the first guy that said he's not a first grade footballer. You know what I mean? So I've got to give credit where credit's due. He ran the ball really strongly, but his biggest weakness that doesn't seem to be getting any better are his defensive reads. Now I don't know who if that falls into David Ferner category or Benji category or whoever, but you know let's be fair he's been thrown around into multiple positions as well both sides of the field, and I don't think the plan was for for him to be a centre. It looks like he bulked up and he was ready to move in into the forward. So mm-hmm. I, I feel sorry for the bloke. He's he's a he's a good human being. I'm not denying that, but I've just seen so many bad moments since he came to us from the Roosters that it's very hard for me to get excited about him doing a good game. Like I could never say, oh, let's play him next week because he did so well. Uh, just really glad to see Tristan Riley get a run. I I, mm. I know he took some wrong options, as you pointed out, Josh, where he, he didn't pass to Noffer and he probably threw one a bit forward in the yeah. first half. But he, Great he did, a lot, of did, a, mm. did a lot of good things. He did a lot of good things. So if Stafford Toe is back this week by for whatever, if he does come back, at least he's had that taste of first grade because – you know he'll 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 be loving that the chance that he got. He was part of a winning team, which would be good for his confidence. Um, but we we got to see what he can do, and and even if he doesn't get another game this year, we know like having watched him that okay, this is a guy that deserves to be in our top thirty. Let's let's you know nurture him and let's yeah. make him a better player. 
NBWT on Twitter was saying that he's normally a left center. So he was obviously playing on the right. So the, the passing, I guess that means he passes better right to left as well, which I think is weird with the first graders. I think he should be able to pass both ways if you're playing in the NRL. But maybe, yeah, put, put him on the left center and star on the right. Oh, but I, I don't, I don't buy that, Josh, at all. Like that's, I just don't think that's an excuse for his poor passing. Like, what? Okay, mm. let's say you're right. Put him at left center, and he makes a break up the left hand sideline. He's still got to pass it to his fullback backing up on the right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Right, I, so. He's an NRL player. He should be able to pass both ways. Yeah, no. He, he look, guys. Mm. I mean, he saw the trial. First game was his half. debut. I thought he was. Yeah, it's his debut, man. Mm. Like that's what. But that's what I said last week. Good or bad, I just want him to have a go. I want to know what he's made of. Now I've got to see what he's made of. Sure, he didn't have a great game. Like yeah, overall, he made a few mistakes and a, a few bad decisions. But he showed me enough that he can play first grade. He's got a lot of upside. Uh, right, some of your best comments from the form. So again, yeah, keep an eye out for the next two matches. The Google form goes up on our Twitter and our Facebook pages. Uh, yeah, so. Drop a comment. Here are some of the best ones from this week. Uh, David says, best game I've seen Simkin play. Appy, best halfbacks we have had in years. Also, <laughs> haha, a lot to improve, but enjoy the win. Long overdue. Uh, Michael Roberts said, just done at this stage. I don't think I'll watch any more. Yeah. That's, last no, week. That's, that's from last week. That's definitely from last week. <laughs> uh, I hope you did watch this week. Uh, Hunter... <laughs> Hunter said, Appy can have my firstborn. It only took him one game to be better than Brooks in the last five years. Uh, Noons, Alphanur Pole, uh, fanatic. He said, everyone needs to stop moving Pole to the bench in their best 17s and respect the greatness. <laughs> uh, Richard said, I'm sorry for yelling bad words when we chose to go for goal in the last two minutes. Sorry, Appy. I thought Twally had his best game. That uh, Me was too. great, the first half. I just, just I on that one, Josh, just on that one, yep. um, I want to say I actually was thinking in the first half something that I was potentially going to talk about on um, this episode of the podcast, but the way the game ended with that um, con- uh, that penalty goal kind of made it all null and void, and I'm extremely disappointed. I don't didn't get to go on my rant in the end. <laughs> Come on, mate! You got to spit it out now. What were you? Yeah, you spit it out now. That leaves. I, I was, I was starting, I was starting to think. Um, for a game between this was in the first half, by the way, there have been no penalty goals at this point. But I was starting to think I really wanted to see both teams throw the ball around a bit more because of the fact that they're both out of contention for the finals. And I was starting mm. to think, like, well, Corey Parker's been on um, Queensland radio this week, chain suggesting very radical and very silly rule so changes for the competition. Mm, yeah, yeah, it was absolutely ridiculous. But I saw that and was like, well, if he's allowed to suggest dumbass rule changes, why can't I? So I was thinking if there's a game late in the season where there's two teams that are both out of contention for the finals, just don't allow them like no penalty goals. Just don't penalty goals are banned. Penalty goals. Yeah, penalty goals banned basically because yeah. you want to see those teams throw the ball around if they've both got nothing to lose. Like why not? Well you get eight eight competition points if you score Six tries or something. That's what rugby union still do that. Aaron, they've done a couple of things in the past where if teams are out of con, uh, out of contention for the finals, they've experimented with a couple of potential new rules. 
to see I do how that's some of those. Yeah, yeah. In the last decade, I think they, so. I think they did that with the set restart late late twenty nineteen before that was implemented mm. in twenty twenty. So next next week, I want you to have a new rule that we need to trial in our last game for us. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, Challenge accepted. Joseph <laughs> Joseph Alafacci. Uh, I wonder if Joe went to Ferro Ferragosta, the Italian festival yesterday. I didn't see him down there. In, uh, in five dock, but he said the Tigers did it the hard way, but they got there. Uh, Appy's the man. The ref tried to screw us as usual, but we still won the game. Actually, I did see um, someone down at Ferragosta in five dock yesterday wearing a uh, red socks uh, cap backwards and a t shirt uh, with these tatted arms. He walked past me when I was ready. I think you noticed my West Tigers jersey, none other than the, uh, the West Tigers CEO, funny enough. Um, so I hope he enjoyed his pizza and pasta yesterday. Uh, Doreen said, I couldn't watch. I had my scarf covering my eyes. And when I looked, it hit the post <laughs> and went over. I screamed with joy so loud. The poor guy next to me, uh, if he wasn't already deaf, he sure is now. Yeah, I, <laughs> Like I said, I was sitting in the player's family and I was, man, I, I think even when that kick went over, I think even they all really got... Um, yeah, pretty much right up about it. But um, I was still nervous until because I knew a short kickoff, anything could happen. And when we got that short kickoff after that, that's when I was like, "Yes, we've 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 done it." So I straight up uh, thought it was at that point we just guys. had one set to defend. I did not I, think he would get the distance until until he struck the ball. I never thought he was kicking the goal. As soon as he struck it. And the direction it went in, knowing that it's going to curl, as soon as he hit it, I thought, wow, this is a chance. But when we went for goal, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, we've got three minutes left. We can score a try. We can set up for a game-tying field goal. You know, we might even get a penalty in attack or something like that. But, yeah, I was wrong, and they were right, and I'm glad they kicked the goal. Hand on heart, I swear on my mother's grave, when the penalty... um was blown i did two fingers in the air straight away really i, I checked the cap security cameras if anyone works at combank i swear to god i stood up and did two in the straight in the air because oh, you've got to take it was the hypotenuse guys but or whatever it works out to that's got to be over a 40 meter kick like even though it's on the 30 meter 30, line 30 it, it, like over plus. 40 meters it's a long kick i don't think you realize how good he struck that ball it was a really What's... good kick you'd have to find out the width of the yeah, the sideline the to the middle of the field. The sideline, yeah. So that squared plus the thirty meters, thirty squared, and then square root that number. And, and Benji did make a, a mistake. Plus B squared equals C squared. Benji said the ball came off the off the upright in the press conference. It came off the crossbar when he was having a bit of a joke with Appy. Hmm. He's he's allowed to have one screw up in his first press conference. We'll give yeah, him that's, that's right. right. We'll forgive. Fair we'll enough. Forgive Benji. <laughs> Uh, ben Angus, he said, Appy Coruscant, what a kick. That was such a relieving win, and we actually showed some good moments, but we also, said, ha- also had some bad moments as well. The win was great, but it did mask over those glaring issues in defense that are hopefully fixed up for 2024. All go back to pre-Gold Coast this year. We offloaded more, looked threatening inside the 20, and the runs from Pole were sensational. Props to Jake Simpkin, who, in my opinion, played his best game in our colours, Buller, Buller is a star again. Great. To, we didn't talk enough about Buller. He was unreal. He was fucking what a player. Sign him up. Uh, great debut for, uh, I think he said O'Reilly. I think he meant Tristan Riley. Right. Uh, Bloor, a workhorse. Um, 
and extra special so Wayne can drink his tears and have more of a sook. <laughs> right, patreon.com forward slash Westlife. If you'd like to support the show, what are the guys dropped in the Discord? What's for us this week? Some happy, happy stuff. Uh, what do we got? Uh, Joey Lula said, I was having de- debates with people about what Twal offers to this team. I just want people to go check his stats today. He's improved every game this season. And he was probably my man of the match today, other than the goat Appy, of course. So, um, more of a statement there. But yeah, any thoughts on Twally as as now Rob's internet? Uh, oh, he's back. No, no, we all went out at once there. Or well, maybe that was just me. No, maybe someone's um, trying to send a virus to us or something to get us get us off the air. Um. Has any thoughts on extra thoughts on Twally? What Joey said there. He's, I think he's really improved his game a lot in the in recent seasons. Um, as well as having a good solid run, he can now break a tackle. He's got some post contact meters in him. Um, he's he's also developed an offload, and his offloads are some of the offloads that work the best. We've got a lot of players where they'll kind of just throw it out the back and hope for the best, and that happened a few times. Um, but Twall, he. He doesn't do it all the time. He he works out when he can offload, when he shouldn't offload, um, and he makes those decisions really well on the run. Um, he scored his try finally, so that's the monkey off the back there. And I think he's he's enjoying his footy, which I think is probably most important. Um, yeah, I'm really happy with uh, Twal's improvements. I mean, not just this season, but last season as well. Uh, Gussie said, so glad to see you back, Bobby Bashara. You deserve this win as much as any." Body. You're my Sean Bloor. Uh, much <laughs> love, Joshy and Azar. Let's go, Tiger Humans. So does that mean you got to take your shirt off for Gussie? Mate, well, whenever I'm feeling, honestly, whenever I'm feeling down and depressed, that beautiful man just sends me these messages that are so Churchillian and inspire me. And he's just a, he's just a great, great mate and a great friend. So, yeah, I, I love, love Gussie. Gussie. Happy birthday again, mate. Uh, Joey Lulash, guys, a question. Do you think Lee took Brooks's barbecue to barbecue galore in his Lambo and got him to pick out it's, – it's a Ferrari, not a Lamborghini uh, – <laughs> got him to pick out his very own barbecue? Um, it was a beef eater, wasn't it? Yeah, beef eater. I don't know. Does anyone know what's the barbecue – there's got to be a, a joke or something, an in joke or something. Okay, so I, I can I can answer this one. Um, I don't get why people are getting so fired up about Brooksy getting a barbecue, pun intended. I thought it was but funny. Basic, but basically, um, his episode of Behind the Raw earlier this year, there was a whole conversation about how much Brooksy loves to cook um, and his favorite cuts of steak and all that sort of thing, which is why Josh mm. would have heard in the trivia at that, halftime. Yeah. There was a question about that, so that's where that one came from. Um, and it, it's I, also been true, yeah. mentioned... It's also been mentioned on a few other episodes. I think Twole's episode a week or two later uh, talked about Brooksy and how he enjoys cooking um, and like getting lessons from Brooksy and shit like that. So, and I, I was told on Twitter earlier today that Brooksy actually asked the club for a barbecue. So I don't actually mm. have a problem with it as a gift because he has a young family now. He's got a missus. He's got a kid, um, and this is something tangible that will benefit his family, like his small family. And I think that matters more than a commemorative jersey or game ball or something along those lines when 
as players, they already get so many of those. Um, they yeah. probably already have massive jersey collections, game balls from like milestone games and things like that. So I quite like it as a gift. Um, obviously, the club's going to be memed for whatever the club can be memed about, but I didn't have a problem with it. So when he when he's laying a few sausages down, he can uh, think of his old old bosses in the future, I guess. Uh, and Justin says, "Oh, careful, Lee owns a Ferrari. You may demand an apology." <laughs> okay, um, that's all that for the <laughs> Patreon questions for this week. Before they get in the, us in the trouble, um, Shane Cole, our Benji Marshall tier Patreon, he said, "Tim, yeah, I think this. Uh, I've been busy." I, I think this is Shane's Yeah, that's one. last week's. This is last week. I will open up Shane's. He did send this one today. My computer is While, you're, while not... you're finding it, Josh, I found the yeah. width of the footy field. 68 metres. So 30 metres by 34 metres. Yeah, so that's the two, those two edges that's of the triangle. Black that's, that's, that's black dot. That's black dot. So get your calculator out, mate. So 34 <laughs> squared, 34 <laughs> no. squared plus 30 squared, squared. and square it that number. And get the square root of that number exactly. Add them up and get the square root. Okay, that's, um, a, oh, that's a problem for later. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. I don't think my computer can work that out in the moment. Uh, good win by the boys. Oh, move this stupid pop up window. One second. Let's just. This is great radio. Okay, now I can see it. Sorry, Shane. So, good win by the boys on the weekend. It's brought back a little interest for those last two games. Now, let's see if we can avoid the spoon. Still very doubtful, though. This week, I gave a perfect 10 for the first time this year in our ratings. This honor went to Tim Sheens. He was nowhere to be seen or heard. Keep up the great work, uh, Tim. Uh, vete a la mierda, Inglaterra, which means fuck you, England, in Spanish. I agree with that one. Suck shit, England, for losing the soccer last night. Um, right, we'll be back Wednesday night, 8.30 uh, p.m. to preview the uh, the Chookies double header. Um, yep, yeah, so please tune in. Thank you to everyone who joined us tonight. Um, ben asked if we get the women's rating. I forgot to calculate. There was a 3-2-1 for the women's. I'll calculate those. Um, for Wednesday's show. I did not have time to do those calculations. Sorry, girls, but um, yeah. So we'll, we'll do that on Wednesday, I promise. Um, anything to add, guys, before we say goodnight to Big Dog? Yeah, just on Appy Coruscant, uh, guys, uh, just did a little bit of mental arithmetic. I think that's you're going to find that goal kick was about 45 metres, if my mental arithmetic is correct. So that's a bloody long kick. Um, and also, given the fact that Appy had a calf injury preseason, just like Luke Brooks, and we've seen what Luke Brooks is going through with his calf, and we've got Appy for three years, we really need to look after him and nurture him and not, not you know, put everyone on his shoulders. So I know we're desperate for wins, but we can't be overplaying him and overusing him. So I, I just hope there's some sort of, you know, management program for the next couple of weeks because the season's over. The last thing we need is for him to, you know, do his calf before the end of the year and and just have to worry about getting it fixed for next year. Yeah, I'm just typing in the calculator. Anything else, As? I've actually I've actually done it, Josh. So um okay. first I've got three things. <laughs> first thing, 
<laughs> First thing, Rob, you were pretty much spot on. Um, forty-five point three four meters. So okay. it was a that's that's to black dot, and you've got to think as well. Like it did curve around a bit, so it's probably gone like traveled in the air a bit longer than that. So he could have potentially yeah. kicked it and slotted it over the black dot from halfway or very close to it. it might well, let me let me tell you, if it was forty, if it was forty-five point three meters, <laughs> sorry, forty-five point three seven meters he wouldn't have made it <laughs> like it literally got there <laughs> by an inch so yeah but no, it, was a, it was a beautiful conversion would have been more dramatic if it happened at full time but we will take it hmm. exactly no uh, sec- we'll secondly massive happy birthday to gussie for tomorrow mate um yeah happy birthday gussie yeah you give the show massive support and we, we appreciate you so happy birthday i hope you have a great day um, and thirdly, I just want to give a huge shout out to the women's side of the club for, I mentioned earlier on Friday, I went to a um, members event for the NRLW members, which was an open training session um, and then signing session with the women's team. Uh, I just want to say that the girls as a whole were very welcoming and accommodating. Um, they gave, They were very giving of their time, spoke to a lot of us fans like, I got to ask a few of them some questions. For example, I learned what uh, Bo Betty Welsh's pre-game breakfast is. Um, <laughs> and I le- also learned that in round three and round four, she did not have this um, pre-game breakfast. So that might be why we lost. What is no, the breakfast? What is, what, uh, what's she, the breakfast? What did she call it? Uh, she oh, she called it mole in a hole. Um, for those who Kiwi aren't thing? acquainted... Potentially, for those who aren't acquainted, it's basically a slice of bread with the middle cut out and an egg uh, cooked in the middle of the slice of bread. I did this back when I was a Cub Scout leader um, for about (laughs) seven or so years. We called it we called it toad in a hole. So very similar. We had a we had a bit of a funny chat about that. So that's her pregame breakfast that she did not have in rounds three and four. um, The games that we lost, she did have it rounds one and two. I do not know how. or whether or not she did end up having it on Saturday, but I guess we can assume she didn't. Um, I got to have a chat to Tess as well, found out that her finger, she started contact work. She This was also mentioned at the ground um, at halftime when they had a chat to her. And who else did I have a chat to? I had a chat to uh, Kezi. She was really excited, but um, a little bit conflicted, I guess, about playing her old club, but she was... Looking forward to the challenge. She was obviously at the Dragons for the first five years of NRLW. And she also said that she was there in their system for three years before that. So she had been in the Dragons system for eight years. And it was a bit different coming up. It was going to be a bit different coming up against her her old club. And then after all was said and done with the autographs and everything, uh, they all allowed us out onto the field. We got a massive group photo, all of us members, yeah, um, plus on their the website. whole coaching squad. Yeah. yeah, that was a lot of fun. <clears throat> a lot of fun. And then uh, Kezi informed us all that we were going to join them in a circle, at which point uh, Sarah Togatuki ran us through her pre-game uh, post-training session fire the team up chant, which was also quite an experience. So hmm. the whole thing was a lot of fun. The girls, they're an absolute credit to the club, and I hope um, for the rest of this season and into next year, good things come for that team. Um, they deserve it. They, they are incredible bunch of ladies and I look forward to supporting them for the rest of the season, even after the men's season has concluded. Man, we keep saving the most interesting things for the, uh, the end of the episode lately, don't we? <laughs> 
Uh, he's, he's, yeah, that's that's awesome, man. It, um, if it, look, it wasn't out the ca- out, all the way out of Camelltown, but that's truly truly commitment from the uh, the NRLW um, correspondent on the Westlife podcast. And I spoke as we'll preview the uh, girls and boys game on Wednesday, eight thirty p.m. Please join us live then, or um, yeah, listen back afterwards. So. Yeah, boys, a little gift to part ways as we head off into the nights. And as always, go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Westlife Podcast. Please follow us at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter and facebook.com forward slash Westlife Pod. You can also support and take part in the show at patreon.com forward slash Westlife and give us a subscribe on YouTube and turn notifications on. We'll see you again next time on another episode of the Westlife Podcast. Podcast.